Oh, you started. I, I, yes. All right. Hello. Usually, when I go over to the computer and click, but you clicked twice, so I wasn't sure if you hit pause or something or what was going on. Like I clicked earlier, like five right. minutes ago. Okay. Hello. Hello. Caroline. Andrew. So today's question mm -hmm. focuses on mm -hmm. getting your kids to learn new skills when they don't want to. So recently, recently, so we've got a rule, which we're not doing a great job of enforcing, where we're trying to get the girls to learn other things besides just being pulled in a two and behind the boat. They love it. It's great. But we told them we want them to learn how to water ski or wakeboard or kneeboard. And we have all the requisite equipment for each of those activities. And we are failures as parents in getting them to learn it. And most recently, one of the children who shall remain, remain nameless, before she even got in the water, was talking about how she, didn't, she couldn't do it. She's done it before. She's done it quite well. Last season, she did it tons of times. But all of a sudden this season, there's a huge objection to it. And... I'm not going to be able to do it. I can't remember how to do it. I'm going to get hurt. Why am I doing it? Like it was, it was equal parts fascinating and annoying to watch because I can see the aversion when it's something entirely brand new that you've never done before. But to talk yourself out of doing something that you've successfully done several times. And then when you do it, only do it for a mere few seconds before you have to come out of the water again. It was annoying. Mm -hmm. It took me longer to get the boat ready to go than either of them actually got towed behind it, mm -hmm. which was annoying mm -hmm. as a father, as a parent. I went, but I face planted. Yeah, you took a you bit pretty hard. You did great up until then. Yeah. And you managed a couple good wakes. And yeah, you just... You had enough of life and decided to put your face through it. Like you just bang, <laughs> right in there. It's the driver. It was, you slow down too much. And then I'm like, ah, uh, and then there's slack with the okay. rope. And then there's huge waves. And I just that start six year old. That six-year-old last night didn't have any problem with changes in speed. What? The one on the wakeboard you guys were watching. He was cruising. Because he had a good driver. All right. Well, you drive yourself then. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Um... So yeah, it comes down to, I guess that's, that, that's the crux of it is what do we do when we have our kid, when we want our kids to learn stuff and they're being ungrateful and just awful children and not wanting to learn it? Well, I think there's a couple of things. First is we got to know what our red lines are. We've always maintained skiing, skating, and swimming are the three must-dos. Ever since they were little, that was not an option. Skating, just because we live in Canada, you just got to know how to skate. Well, and it's, you know, you're a foster the cliche, right? Totally. Yeah. 100%. And we live on a lake. You got to know how to swim. Skiing is just my own. I have nobody to ski with. So I need to have ski buddies because, you know, it's not like I have a partner who'll ski with me or anything like that. So I need to have children. That's why I had children. <laughs> the part of your, little, no credit for that but that's a little, fine. little dig at you a couple that's times fine. here today yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry about that no but 
<clears throat> so all of this other stuff, I mean, we can't force our kids. It's really interesting. I actually just was chatting with someone about this the other day, how actually it was a mom who, you know, her kiddo would always say, oh, I'm so tired though at the end of the day, you know, and, you know, just didn't want to do anything, had tried a little bit of soccer, tried some music, had tried a few different things, never really took, was never really interested. And then as they got older, oh, I'm so tired at the end of the day. Why do I need to fill up my evenings? Right. Mom's like, oh, you're right. You're tired. And then now it's at the point, well, they're too old to start hockey or dance yeah. or whatever it is. Right. Um, and so I was kind of chatting about on the one hand, well, I asked the mom if she had, she's like, oh yeah, I did everything. I did dance and I did music and I did this and I did that. And I hated it. My parents dragged me to it. And I'm a kid who never had that opportunity. My mom was a teenager. She was a single mom for a long time. We had zero money, zero, zero money. There was no room for an extra carton of milk, right? Like, it, so I had nothing. But boy, did I want to do stuff. I joined every team sport there was. Uh, by the time I was in junior high, I wanted to play piano, right? I, I, and so even now I'm self-teaching myself how to play piano. You you got piano. I did. You, you got dragged through it. and All the way up to theory. Hated it. And you don't ever play or seem to have any interest in playing. And it annoys you to no end. I know. Same thing. Hockey. Like you were put into hockey. You didn't follow through. I wish I could skate. Right. So I, part of me, I guess my point in all of that is there's some things if they really do want to learn it, like Maya was starting to learn French on her own. Mm -hmm. I just assumed it was part of the curriculum, but that was foolish of me to think that, but she was trying to learn on her own. Willow and I are both wanting, not through formal training, but we're practicing and we're hearing each other practice and every day we're out there practicing because we want to. So I think that that's a key piece. Which other family member had French schooling and doesn't use it anymore? You who had no clue in France, Mr. I'm French. I'm French. I haven't practiced immersion since blah, 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 blah. And I was the one who survived us all the way through French. That and Google Translate. I did not use Google Translate. No, I did. Once. Okay. All the time. Anyways, continue. I knew enough. So I think there's that piece. So I I guess it comes down to what are the absolutes? Is it absolute that they have to learn another language or musical instrument? For me, I don't care. They knew the three. That was just always the rule that we instilled for a long time. I don't care how you learn those skills, but you're going to learn those skills. And so that was just a rule-bound behavior where no ifs, ands, or buts kind of thing. With the team team sports, you know, I kind of always said... When you get to U14, then I know you've got all the skills that you need to be able to skate. So at that point, you can, and we always said, if you start a year for a team sport, you got to follow through with the team. You can't quit halfway through, right? Yeah, but I've modified that a little bit. So I think that there's those pieces. With everything else, though, like we can't force them to wakeboard, but we can give them the options too. The one thing that I've said, that's fantastic. All know that you really, really want to tube when you've given wakeboarding a shot, right? Just try to get up, go for as long as you want, and then all know you want to do tubing. <laughs> so I don't care. I can't force you to do wakeboarding, but it's it's kind of a responsibility and privilege. It's that yeah. whole piece, right? So if it's that important, and for me, yeah, I don't want to be 
tubing them around the lake all the time. It's boring. Mm -hmm. You can tell that they're getting bored. I think there's a little bit more to it though. I think she, even tubing, she was more scared this year. I don't know if it's because she broke her rib earlier this year that she's more scared of pain, but I think that that there's a piece of that too. So I think- Should I introduce the, I'll give you something to cry about approach though? Yeah, that's that's what you should do. Hmm. Man, you really- No. Let's do that. No. Good cop, bad cop. But the whole, you know, I, I think that there's incentive there. And it's her thinking about her. It's not me being mean. If you, you know, it's how we send it up. If I say, if you do wakeboarding, then you can go. It's You better do your wakeboarding if you're going to go tubing. Like, I'm not setting it up like that. It's just all no, you want really want to go tubing after you've had a turn wakeboarding first. So it's up to you. It's no skin off my back. I don't care if you go tubing or not. It saves me from pulling you around, but it's up to you. I'll know. So it just gives that a little bit of incentive for those things that are important. I think that's the way to do it because especially because we all, you know, our girls have ADHD, especially. (laughs) What? They especially need that extra external reinforcement. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think? No, I think that's all good. I I guess to me, and uh, I don't want them to learn these things because of a sense of uh, that. I I wish I had the opportunities myself when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like that's not the point, but I guess when I look at it, it just seems like such a wasted opportunity that I, you know, had I learned those things when I was younger, I'd be more apt to try them now. Right. But I'm not right but they have that opportunity. We've created that opportunity for them. Right. And, and yeah, it's, it's, I'm fine putting around the lake every once in a while, but it's kind of boring right after a while. So yeah, I guess it's, and I guess it goes beyond that too, right? Like there's other skills that I want them to pick up that, you know, like cleaning up after themselves. They don't seem to really be taken to that too well. Actually, that's not true. I, uh, I'll clean the house this week. But it's just, yeah, I guess to me, it's it's when you don't have the ability to draw that red line before the situation presents itself, how far should you go with it? Like how, how much, because it'd be very easy then to be like, well, all right, no skin off my nose. And then we never push them. And to me, it's not about forcing them though. It's about teaching them in, inadvertently or, or directly how to move out of their comfort zone from time to time or the importance of having to move out of their comfort zone from time to time. Because both of them got a pretty well carved out circle of what they like to do and what they don't like to do. And they are not super jazzed about expanding that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But they will. Right, like with violin, Maya doesn't, she's not super stoked about the practice regimen, but she brought her violin out here so she could practice. And last night taught herself a song, mm-hmm. right? So they're willing to take things on in ways that they control kind of how they in, interact with it. How do we introduce those or how do we help them with that? and get them to stick with it long enough to create that opportunity to be interested and engaged Mm -hmm. without just being all right, fine. If you don't want to, whatever, there's nothing to do to force you. 
Well, and and so there's a couple of things. I mean, again, knowing your red lines with us, you just had to keep on going with skating because that wasn't an option until you get to this level, right? And so there is no backing down. It's kind of like that futility sort of sets in. With the things that are really important, we can't expect them to follow through with everything we want them to do. There's got to be a good reason why, right? Um. When they're younger, see, I think sometimes we start kids too young and we burn them out by the time they're six. That's not a good thing, right? Yeah. If they're too young. But but we got to know, usually in those early years, kids aren't feeling very confident about themselves, right? Or, you know, they've just kind of have a very similar to an ADHD brain. They just, you know, get bored with something. They want to try something new. So there is a, a line where we especially with those important things, we do kind of have to put our foot down because yeah. with both girls, they were hating ring at hating ring at, but then the year it clicked for them. That's it. They love it because they've got the skills. They feel confident. So it's getting that to that bar where they're feeling like, okay, I've got the skills to, to be there, but I'm always differentiating between with the girls. Is it because you really don't want to and have no interest ever yeah. in doing this again? Or is it because you're scared, you know, and, and this anxiety is getting in the way, this mischief maker, right? And so I'm always having that conversation because if it's, you really don't care, you don't really don't want to, that's fine. Let's find something else, right? But if it's because of the fear and especially at the beginning of the season it really even when i jumped in the first time like am i going to get up and everybody's watching and it's going to be really cold and you know there there is always those pieces so i think that that's an important piece of are we letting this little mischief maker anxiety getting in the way and so for me a lot of the time i'm saying just try it and and that's my biggest rule i don't care if you become the world's best wakeboarder, but I want you to try it. You can't say you can't, you can't say you don't like it until you've actually tried it. And until you've maybe met, you've gotten up three times. Maybe yeah. that's the benchmark, right? Because if you just fall and fall yeah, and, and fall think... and fall, you'll never. So maybe it's it's laying, okay, how will we know for sure? What benchmark will we know for sure? Okay, I really, I tried it and I really, really don't like it. I think that that's maybe important to think about. Yeah, and I think that would make more sense because that's the thing. Like with Willow, sorry, the kid that's unnamed that we had to make sorry. Um we'll edit that out of post. It's fine. Um, both both went through it. Yeah, yeah. With it though, how do we set it? Because the concern I have, and because we tried this, is just just do it this once and and, and let's go whatever. Then in the moment. No, 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 I really don't like it. Or I, oh, I hurt myself, I hurt myself, I hurt myself, I hurt myself. And then they just, they refuse, right? And we all know that they didn't hurt themselves. We all know that it's really just trying to get out of the situation. So how forceful should we be in that, right? Because part of me, I, I go between the, all right, fine, whatever, to the, no, like, Get out there and actually try it because you didn't actually try it. Standing up for five feet and then falling isn't actually doing the act, right? And it's not that they just fell. They just chose to be done. Yeah, both of them. Both of them, yeah. Yeah. And that's what annoys me. That's what annoyed me with it was, are you serious? Like, you know, back to a previous podcast, you know, you should be thankful that we brought you (laughs) out here, right? And we did all this stuff. But 
not even so much that. It's just it's it's the push and pull of if they just tried it for that little bit extra instead yeah. of focusing so much on the I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, something new would materialize, something something fun would happen. And they would be able to enjoy themselves in a whole new way, right? That's that's the struggle. Well, I think, I mean, getting annoyed with them, frustrated at them, telling them to do it, and none of that's ever going to work. I think the first thing in any situation, you've heard me say it before, and I'm always going to say it, is we've got to acknowledge and validate how they're feeling. Because otherwise their defenses are going to go up and you don't understand and you're being mean and I really hurt myself. So it's really from their perspective, acknowledging. And I know with the ribs, like, I guess... She was already saying that she had hurt her ribs. Well, she had broken her ribs and she was already, but I think she legit was worried that she was going to re-hurt her ribs. I 100%. But there is zero possibility of that having happened at the speed with which she decided not to participate. No, I know. I get that. But still being able to acknowledge it, right? Because our kids need to feel that we love them unconditionally, that we hear them, we understand them, you know, all of those things. Unconditionally. So I think that that's a really important piece that we're still, even if in our head we're eye rolling, like, oh my gosh, just suck it up, kid. Like it's nothing. Oh man, hurt yourself. Like, I I think it's really about being there. So the supportive on the one hand, Kate, let me know when you're ready to get up and go again. We're going to go around the lake and you let me know when you're ready. But so sometimes if we already know coming into the situation, and I think this is a great example where we know coming in could be a potential fight already. We're laying out those expectations to begin with. We know this is kind of the benchmark to, to for us to really know. Well, even with food, they say kids need to be exposed to food 20 to 30 times before they actually will accept it and like it and bring it into their repertoire. So maybe that's a benchmark. When you've had 20 bites of this food, then you can definitively say yes or no, I don't want it on my plate anymore, right? So maybe it's the same sort of thing. Let's collaborate. What do you think it actually takes? You know, and 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 maybe look at stories of wakeboarders. How long did it take them to get up? Looking at friends, neighbors, even myself, you know, like how how much before you realized you really liked it or or not. And then maybe making a plan from there. Okay. We'll know when you've been able to get up five times and ride for 20 feet for you to make an informed decision. And I think that's the key. It's making an informed decision, not one out of anxiety or emotion. Right. And so coming into those, I think that that's it. Okay. So we're not letting you out completely. We haven't hit this benchmark yet, but I'm here to support you. That sucks that you hurt yourself, kiddo. You let me know when you're ready for the next round. And maybe that's in five minutes. Maybe that's next week. But whatever that looks like. So that's kind of how I think. There's going to be times we can't always prepare for everything ahead of time. But but maybe then it's a retrospective conversation. Like, oh, man, kiddo, today I noticed like you got up right away and then decided you were done right away. So let's make a plan for this. Right. So, so, so sometimes those conversations can happen retrospectively, but I I do think having them and collaborating, you know, nobody likes being told what to do. Even if you, and we see it with kids, they love eating ice cream. But as soon as we say, you better eat all of that ice cream, I don't want my ice cream, right. Or whatever it is. Like, I'm just using that as an example, but 
it's there's always going to be that pushback. So, yeah. All right. There we go. Problem solved. What do you think of it? Do you think it's a good idea? Or? Yeah, I like the collaborative approach. I think um, for me that would probably go a longer way because I usually get so focused on getting everything prepped and getting like using the boat as an example and getting everything ready to get out. Mm-hmm that I don't pay much attention to the, what are we going out for conversation and what are we going to try and do here? And I think that would be the important part. Right. So yeah, something definitely to, to try and take away a little bit. Yeah. All righty. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I don't have a word with one of our kids. I know. I don't know. Understand what part of don't use this wall in our, cause it's so noisy. That's okay. Okay. Maybe it's their cue to say you should be done. You should be done. All right. Good day. Good day.